Welcome in to Season 3, Episode 22 of the 126 Podcast. This is the Sports Medicine Spectacular. Hello, I am Addison McKelvin with me. As always, Coach Weaver, Coach O, how are y'all doing? Doing great. Happy spring. Happy spring. Spring break is over, but spring athletics is in full motion. Yes, we have a lot going on right now. Um, such as what? What all is going on right now? Oh, my goodness. A little bit of everything. We, we finally wrapped up basketball season. That was a long season. I had some great playoff teams. Did a, did a really nice job, but finished that up. Uh, now we're on into baseball. We're into softball. Uh, we've got soccer boys and girls now going into the playoffs. I believe all four teams of ours have clinched playoff positions at this point. We may have a couple that are right on the cusp, but they're still working on positioning or seating. Uh, we've got track and field, uh, very active. As you know, we had the uh, Clay Jones special episode of our podcast last time we recorded, and we had that track meet. It was a really nice event over at Citibank Stadium. Beautiful weather, which we haven't always had. At the end of February, beginning of March, but um, that day was really nice. Uh, with always, as usual, thanks to, thank the Jones family and all the coaches and starters and crew that that volunteered for that event. Um, we've got um, powerlifting. We've got kids going to state right now as we speak, preparing to go uh, and and represent us at the state level. We got tennis still playing working on spring individual tennis, getting close to that tournament. We've got golf getting ready for the district golf tournament, which we host um, over in Crandall at Rusted Rail uh, for 13-5A. Um, what I miss, Colby? I, I think that's it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, spring spring is one of those ones that yeah. it, it's, it's everything, anything. Now, I'm talking to uh, Colby Brown, who is our newest – professional athletic trainer We're, as you said Addison this is the sports medicine spectacular today uh, the interesting thing is every one of those events that I just mentioned our trainers are involved in right so great uh, case in point tonight at North Forney we've got softball and baseball and soccer all playing at the same facility at the same time uh, two of those are playing against Forney as a matter of fact and our trainers will be there but our trainers are always there. You know what I mean? They're, they go and attend um, events across the spectrum of sports and levels in Forney ISD. So um, I'm looking forward to speaking to them today about that. Well, was that like the weave? No. Oh. I got a weave, too. He just asked me a question. Yeah, I did. Okay. I had a long answer. The weave. But you're in luck because the weave's really short today. This is, uh, it's time, we've been planning for this for a while, to dedicate our brand new facilities at Forney and North Forney for softball and baseball. I think this is, it's no secret any longer. If you've driven by either campus, you've seen all that uh, construction going on for a long time, and now you've seen the finished product, or at least the very, very close to finished product. Uh, beautiful baseball and softball facilities, truly premier quality and um, we've already had some tournament play going on out there we've had a lot of activity but this friday the 18th 
uh, prior to the varsity uh, softball game. There's a baseball game that night as well. We're going to have a dedication at Forney High School, probably in the 6.30 to 7 p.m. range. So JV is going to be playing prior to varsity. You know, if you get there during the JV game, you'll get to take part in that, in that dedication. Next Friday, the 25th, same thing at North Forney. We're going to dedicate that facility. Um, Friday, this Friday, the 18th, it's called Blackout. You wear a black T-shirt to the Forney High Games. You get in free, okay? You come next Friday, the 25th, it's a blue out. You wear a blue T-shirt. I represent the Falcons. You get in free. But there's more to it than that. Besides free entry, there's, there's going to be giveaways. There's going to be free popcorn. There's going to be pictures, opportunity for our, our players to sign autographs and bring the kids. You know, there will be, there'll be games for them to play. It's just going to be a really neat atmosphere. We'll have, um, you know, representatives from our school district there, Dr. Terry and members of the school board. And just a real neat opportunity for us to all uh, sort of pay our appreciation and also dedicate that facility for, for what it is, which is something we're really, really proud of. It was under two minutes. Told you. It's a new record for you. I told you. It's incredible. So that lets us jump in early. Well, all right. So in honor of National Athletic Training Month, today for the subject spotlight, we're talking ribs. Mm. Beef or pork. What, What is the connection there? Ribs. Well, I mean, people get their ribs broken. <laughs> Our athletic trainers have to, you know, it's like a broken bone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Maybe we could talk to them about rib injuries. I, I bet I bet we can get not, us some. They're not fun, Coach. I bet they're not. No. I bet they're not. To I, deal with or to have. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But we can, I bet we can get in some interesting injury discussions today. Mm-hmm. Not that we would ever wish an injury on anyone, but these guys see a lot, guys and gals, they see a lot of different mm-hmm. kinds. Be fun discussion. Yeah. Uh, but back to ribs. Yeah, because we haven't had lunch yet. So, That's true. Uh, beef or pork? What's your what's your what's your pick? She's looking at you, Addison. Me? Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Um, I'm gonna go beef. I always I usually end up on beef whenever I'm deciding between what meat. Um, but I like ribs. I like all ribs, as long as yeah. they're good. I don't care. There is a big difference between really good ribs and not really good ribs. But, oh, for sure. But if they're really good, I'll eat them. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, you know this. If you've got to gnaw it off the bone, that's not a rib anybody wants to eat, right? You want it to fall off the bone. And truthfully, I tend to agree with Addison. I like pork ribs and beef beef ribs both. Usually I'm going to go beef too. Uh, but I, I'm kind of 50-50 on this. If it's a good tender, well-cooked, well well-cooked, well-smoked, whatever, well-prepared rib, uh, I'm 50-50 pork or beef. And like a true Texan, I think that ribs is the only, the only area where pork can really compete. With I, beef. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, beef too. is the superior meat, but in ribs, it's close. Yeah, maybe it's the maybe it's the bone. Mm-hmm. Colby, Colby? I, yeah, I think I have to agree with Addison and Coach Weaver. I think it's really close. Um, I would say beef, and I'll give the reason of they're usually bigger. There you go. More oh, okay, meat, more yeah, meat. They are bigger. That's a good more perspective. Meat, you, you get more, maybe a bigger rack. Good point. Yep. Yeah, but like, but like Addison said, I think I mean as long as it's well prepared. Yep. Right. Like yes. I, I mean, smoked. I would say smoked over oven. Mm-hmm. I would Absolutely. too. Yeah. You've got Doc Bowden in the back uh, cheering you on yeah, with that answer. Gonna, yeah. like, we know he's going to have some input. I'm sure oh, he yeah. will. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but, I'm, uh, yeah mm-hmm. I'm pork all the way. Really? I, I used to like um, baby bags, but I Chili's. started to like, mm-hmm. well, no, not at Chili's. <laughs> Come on. But baby back ribs. No. Sing you know the, the commercial. For us. Sing yeah, the I know the for us. Come on, my baby bag. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but no, um, really, uh, Spring Creek is where I like to go, but um, I like St. Louis better. <laughs> Spring Creek has good barbecue. Sorry, I was looking at Addison's reaction on well, that. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say anything about listeners Spring Creek. can't see the re- no. can't see the reaction, but I, I've had all kinds of barbecue. But so anyway, <laughs> um, St. Louis over Baby Backs, just because okay. St. Louis have they're just a little they're thinner, but they're fat. There's more fat. Mm. There's more flavor in them. Got you. So mm. there we go. And hey, the listeners can't hear, but look at my picture I drew of my pig. Oh, and. Got a full diagram. This is very scientific preparation you it had is. today for yeah. that. Because in case anybody asks, well, where are the baby backs or the St. Louis's? I, I, I have a picture. I could. Well, if you ask me how many different kinds of ribs came out of a pig, I would. Four. I would, I would say. I would, I'd say there, rights and lefts. Country, St. Louis. Well, listen, I need you to take a picture of that and post it on our uh, Instagram account or whatever you post things on, mm-hmm. so that. Uh, that just People lets you know see. how dedicated I am to the subject spotlight. Well, you're serious about pork ribs. I mean, yeah. you had a clear favorite. We didn't. Um, you've drawn your diagram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. very, well, very o, well researched ozone. Coach Thank O, you. you know, if and I, you know, of course, I have to mention A and M. Y'all know I was going to mention Texas A and M University, but they have a whole meat science program mm. that Is includes that right? not only very much like what your diagram looks there. Of how to get which ribs out of which part of the pork, but also how to prepare them. So, mm-hmm. gig them. Just saying. Gig <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked AM more. Yeah. Did you, do students get an opportunity to have samples? Oh, absolutely. We have our own meat market uh, like store. And really? Yeah, public, open to public. You can go get steaks, everything, and it's prepared right there. How about that? Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Learning something new on the, on the 126 at every turn. Well, let's learn some more about our guest here. So, okay. like we said, um, you were the newest um, person in this room to the district. <laughs> yes. So, how long have you been with the district? Where did you kind of come from? Give us a little bit about your background. Sure. So, uh, first, my name is Coley Brown. I think uh, Coach mentioned that earlier. Um, I do. I did graduate from Texas A&M University, so gig um, there. But uh, I actually, before that, graduated from Forney High School in 2016, so not... New to the district in the sense, but new because, you know, they brought me back. They pulled me back in, sucked me back in, I like to say. Hey, but, the paycheck is new. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, mm-hmm. you know, get paid for my work now, but um, <laughs> which is always great. But, uh, no, so I, I grew up in Forney. Uh, obviously graduated from Forney High School in 2016. Uh, went to Texas A&M. Uh, graduated with my master's from there in 20, just last May, May of 2021. So uh, just been with the district professionally just since, uh, you know, August of this year. Um, it's been a great year so far. Um, they brought me in. My position is a new position overall in the district. Um, I'm over the middle schools, actually, um, which is a new thing for Forney ISD, but not necessarily a new thing for athletic training, especially nowadays. Um, having an athletic trainer dedicated to the middle school level now um, with, as everyone knows, athletics being just more and more competitive, even at the you know younger age levels now. It's, it's uh, really great to see this opportunity that I can come in and uh, give them the same dedication, same treatment that, uh, that even our high schoolers and college professional athletes get. So it's been really great. As you know, we have three of those level schools. We're yes. going to have four at some point before too long. 
Uh, we really need to be able to divide Colby into thirds right now. Uh, there's not enough of him to go around. He's made a huge impact already at that level. I know our high school trainers will talk about that in just a minute because he also helps our high school programs. They're, um, as we started this episode, we talked about just how busy it is in grades 9 through 12. Take 7 and 8 out of the equation at this point, but it's it's literally nonstop six days a week. Um, we need more athletic trainers at the table. It's a critical position. It's a very uh, impactful position on campus, and we're just really fortunate and um, blessed to have been able to bring Colby back. He did have a little stint before. You were you were doing athletic training before you came to Fournier ISD. You didn't go straight from college to here. Correct. Yes, sir. I, I uh, Like I said, I graduated in May, so that, uh, that kind of started my professional career, I guess. I actually um, started a job before I graduated, though, because I took my uh, certification exam a little early. Um, because uh, the dream was to professional baseball um, at the time. And so uh, they told me, hey, take the certification early and we kind of will get you going. And so I, I had an opportunity to go work with the minor league system for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, so I started that in April of 21 last year um, and went about halfway, three quarters of the season. Um, if nobody knows, uh, minor league baseball is a grind, not only just for the players, but everyone involved. Um, and even last year was a shorter season because of COVID and stuff. And so, but we had a uh, 186 games in 190 days or 192 games something like that it was you had mondays off and that was pretty much it for four months straight and so uh it uh it was a great opportunity um i really loved working with those athletes um you know especially at the minor league level they still have that drive um to compete every day and because they don't get paid what you think they do um you know at that level they're still trying to work hard to get to that top spot um, so it was a really great opportunity. I was thankful to them for that. Um, get a little taste of it, but uh, and then I get that uh, you know that phone call from uh, Doc English and Coach Weaver. You're like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> we know, we know you're done. Uh, Sit in a got, hotel room yep, somewhere. I was in uh, Midwest America. I was in North Carolina. Okay, North Carolina at the time. We had just driven from Kentucky to North Carolina, and I get a phone call. Hey, you want to come back? I'm like, ah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Hometown. Well, I'm glad the six-day-a-week schedule. You got, you got Sunday off now instead yes. of Monday. Yeah, I, I get, I get got two you days, prepared. kind of, sometimes <laughs> now instead of just one. But uh, uh, but it was great. Yeah, that was a really cool opportunity that I was able to do right out of college, um, even before I graduated. Um, but Yeah, so we've got a vision, Addison, for sports medicine and athletic training as it, it grows in influence. It's, it's kind of become – really, it's almost become an expectation uh, with student-athletes and parents and – uh, athletic administrators like us, coaches, um, and and it's it's because what people I think have realized is just how important a function the athletic trainer, student athletic trainers, we're going to feature some of them on here in just a few minutes, and the professional athletic trainers that work for the district, the what this what they do um, fills a really big gap between the. Th- literally thousands of kids and hundreds of thousands of athletic activities that go on in a district in a year and um, the medical community. And, and really, our trainers are a part of that medical community. They're just an, an in-house piece of it, you know, a facilitator for whatever that kid's um, injury-related needs may be. On the front end, they're working injury prevention. On the back end, they're working injury rehabilitation. But in the middle they're serving as a go-between to, to help our, our parents and our kids make informed decisions about uh, how to treat an injury or how to prevent injuries, how to maintain overall health, 
uh, how to, to maximize their physical potential and capacity in a program. So there's just a lot of pieces there. We don't have time to break down. Suffice it to say, um, the impact is enormous. And we want to continue to improve our athletic training department. We've got wonderful people in it now, but we need more of them because just the volume. We're adding programs. We're, we're, we're growing in participation numbers. Um, we're, we're elevating our classifications. You know, we're, we're building new campuses. And that's all great stuff. But, um, you know, there's only so much of a Colby Brown to go around. Mm-hmm. And, and the other guys we'll talk to in just a minute. Yes, and we have quite a few people to talk to, so we we're do. Gonna, we're going to hurry through this. I am going to ask um, kind of my random question of the day for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, athletic training. I'm going to take training, and I'm going to use the other definition of training. All right. And um, I'll use my I'll use a Star Wars word for for Coach Weaver. Um, if you could be anyone's Padawan, you know, you can be trained by anybody. Yeah. Um, regardless of who they are, when they lived, what they did. Yeah. Who would you choose? I'll let you think about it for a second. And I'll, I'm going to get Coach Weaver and Coach O's answer. I guess for okay. mine, I'm going to pick – I'm a movie guy, so I'd pick Roger Deakins. He's my favorite cinematographer. He's really awesome, and I think working on a movie or several movies with him would be amazing, and I would learn so much. So that's who's – who. I don't know. What's what's it called? What's a Padawan's Jedi? Apprentice. Yeah, but what are the – A Padawan is – What's what the mentor talking? called in this Jedi. situation? The Just master. Jedi? Yeah, Jedi master. Well, Yoda's a, a Jedi master. I don't yeah. know that – uh, you know, over my head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Obi Wan and Anakin yeah. had Padawans. I don't know that they would have been considered yeah. a Jedi Master. They were a Jedi Knight, right? They were right. a full go, Jedi. Yeah. But yeah. I think you could have so a Coach Padawan. Weaver. Who's your Jedi Knight? Well, look, I'm going to tell you. I mean, for me, it almost might change daily. You know, mm-hmm. so you know how it is. In this, you're you're reading something, you're listening to a podcast, maybe not necessarily the one two six, <laughs> but maybe um, you're um, you know you're exposed to something new, whatever. Um, I'm a former basketball coach. I mean, it's hard, you know, I read every John Wooden book, you know, about, uh, everything from the, um, championship end of it all the way to, to philosophy. John Wooden mm-hmm. used John Wooden quotes all the time. I mean, I think he would have been that's great. your answer. I, I mean, I think he would have been a great mentor for basketball. Um, might be Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know if I could yeah. hack it. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know if I could have, if I could have been a rough rider, keep up. Yeah. But in, you know, in my mind, it, I, I think I would like to try yeah. maybe just the, the challenge of that and uh, the level of accountability, uh, you know, in, in a in a unit, uh, whatever, charging up San Juan mm-hmm. Hill for, for Teddy Roosevelt. Um, but I got lots of others. I mean, it's just a – I know. You always give multiple answers. You're yeah. only allowed one answer. Pretty soon yeah, we're going to give you a – we're going to make a rule. You get to say hey, one I, thing. I really think I can't go wrong with John Wooden. I okay. Really there you go. Yeah, so me for just ba- – because I was a basketball coach 19 years, it would have to be uh, probably past Summit. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so I have – I kind of have multiple answers too, sorry. The first is kind of a Kitsuff answer because um, I actually have a lot of my mentors here in the room with me. Um, so <laughs> those are probably good mm-hmm. ones because I've already had them. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, – Growing up and, and going through athletic training, because I, I did student athletic training while I was at Fournier High School, too, um, I really took inspiration from Dr. James Andrews, who was a really big name. Um, he's an orthopedic surgeon, but he's also an athletic trainer, um, which because of his time, he, he's an older gentleman now, but at his time, that was kind of the only thing. It was you were an athletic trainer, sports medicine doctor, 
um, and then he just kind of took that to surgery and, and did that. But uh, he was the first, he did uh, Bo Jackson's hip surgery. Um, he's done surgeries on pretty much, if you can name a, a, a top athlete in the last 25 to 40 years, he's, he's been their doctor. Um, but he has an institution now, um, Sports Medicine Institution is just a really big advocate for um, athletic training as a profession in general, um, what we do, and also kind of like Coach we were saying, that liaison, that kind of connection between athletic trainers now and doctors, um, sports medicine doctors, orthopedics, whatever it may be. So he's just been an uh, inspiration to me. So I think if I could learn from him, uh, that would be a really cool thing. And, and I kind of have already, you know, um, you know, watching his stuff and his lectures and whatnot. But um, I think that'd be really cool. All right, everybody was kind of on topic with their job to some degree so i'm ready to hear a that's a great answer i'm ready to hear a random answer though too oh you probably will before the room's done i'm hoping so so i guess now it's time for us to move uh to move on over thank you colby thank you for coming on the show appreciate it appreciate it and we will go to the north side of town now correct yes sir we're We're going to the north side of town and who are we going to be talking to do you know or is a surprise for you all right well um sadly Doc Holly Abshire can't be here today. Uh, She was here on the episode last year, and you know she's the head athletic trainer at um, North Forney. Uh, And it's, I got to tell you, it's super rare for her to miss a day of work. You know, she she knows that. I'm sure it's it's wearing her out that she can't be here today. Um, But she had, you know, illness is going on around right now, and I know several people that have the flu right now. Uh, Unfortunately, she came down with with the sickness and if if you're sick you don't want to be here and then exposing everybody in a training room that comes through a training room so holly had to take a rare sick day we've got Brittany cortez who is her assistant athletic trainer at north forney high school and we've got a student athletic trainer that's going to introduce herself to us right now hi my name is Haley acosta i am a four-year student athletic trainer um and i also play softball for Four years. <laughs> Haley is a busy, busy girl. Yes. In the spring especially. <laughs> yeah. um, so first we got to get your your response for the ozone question. Are you, do you like pork ribs or beef ribs more? Uh, I'm going to have to go with beef. Okay. Yeah. I don't eat ribs. Don't eat ribs. Okay. Coach O? Well. I knew you were going to have a, re- <laughs> a reaction to so, that. So, um. <laughs> Well, what, what what do you eat? Any type of chicken? Are you a vegetarian? Pork? Uh, I eat any chicken kind of, and shrimp. There you go. Okay. There you go. Somehow we talk about meat okay. a lot on this. So, it's right well, before lunch. Well, chicken breast <laughs> or chicken thighs? Okay. She's going to give you a new question. Chicken breast. Okay. Does it's a chicken thighs. have ribs? Chicken's got to have ribs. <laughs> Coach Weaver? It's got wings. <laughs> it's got to have some ribs in there, I mean, right? I know that chicken. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's got like. It's car- cartilage or something. A Surely bone. a trainer should know something about chicken yeah. anatomy, too. Come on. What do you think? Do chickens have ribs? No. no. I don't think so. There you go. Yeah, just breastbone and then, like, cartilage and then the, yeah. Me, personally, I like a chicken thigh because <laughs> it's a little bit more juicy. That mm-hmm. breast, I, I just haven't gotten. Is I the McRib an answer? 
<laughs> the McRib is the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted in my life. Have really? I to- have I told you? They this- are so gross. We're way we're Sorry, way off the rails here. But have y'all have y'all have I told you my theory on McRibs? <laughs> Somehow I, I think you have. But let's hear it again. When they came out, and when when was this? I wasn't alive. Let's say the eighties. I'd say eighties. Yeah. Um, they thought 80s. the McRib was going to be huge, so they made a ton of them. Yeah. And they didn't sell any. I know they so don't. they keep them all on ice, and every year they re-release a little bit of the rib, McRibs that they made until they run out of them. I think we're eating all the 80s oh, McRibs. I was, I mean. Hey, just real quick. Anyone in the room ever had a McRib sandwich? Yes, Doc English. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. We're going to get to find out the true McRib story when he gets to the table. Well, yes. It's not my favorite at McDonald's. Well, it's because you're eating like 30-year-old mashed pork. No, I like Big Macs and McChickens and yeah. Quarter Pounders. Just Those not were that, made but, in this decade, though. But not that filet of fish. Hey, really, we're trying. We're trying. Yes, okay. We're going to try to get back to okay, athletic yeah. training in just one get second. Get out of the rabbit hole. We're out of it. Yes. All right. So, Brittany Cortez, I'm going to guess that uh, your work is doubling with, with Holly being out the last couple of days. But you guys are partners in crime. You work well together. Um, you're busy, busy bees on your campus. Uh, talk to a little bit. Talk to us just a little bit. Number one about y'all's relationship and kind of um, your vision for North Forney. You know, you got a new training room that's being built over there. That's kind of a neat thing. You're going to get to move in pretty quickly. And then also, how many student trainers you've got and and how that program works. And then we'll bounce back to Haley. Uh, we have like sixteen or eighteen student ATs, and. We're trying to hold on to every single one, but unfortunately, Haley and Baby J have to leave us. So they've been great leaders in this program, but uh, we're excited to move into the new facility. I bet I would think that new new training room will be a. I mean, I don't, is it a recruiting tool? I don't know. I mean, if I if I'm a kid, if I'm a kid, see even interested in sports medicine, and I go back back there and walk through that, that'd fire me up. Have you see? Have you been have a chance to go in there yet, Haley? Yeah. I actually have. I've been in there for a couple times, actually. Okay. I, I thought somebody might have been yeah. a little so, sneaky and gotten so the look. <laughs> what, what made you – what happened that you knew you wanted to go into student training? Actually, I didn't know I wanted to do athletic training. I was doing, like, the water girl in eighth grade for, like, the football team and basketball, whatever. And then Coach Jackson, um, when he was the football coach at North, uh, he talked to me about it, had me sign up. And then I joined the program, and then I think about last year, I figured out that I wanted to do athletic training because I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, you're pretty good at it, too. Thank you. That's good to hear we've got coaches that are recognizing uh, two things. One, kids are, you know, obviously um, it's a neat thing to go into and help and recruit into it. But two, probably he saw some proficiency there. I mean, he knew she would probably make an asset to the athletic program, and clearly you have. That's pretty cool. Shout out. Jackson? Yeah. So is this something you're going to pursue after high school? Yeah, I'm actually doing it in college. Nice, nice. Are you going to A&M? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No way. No, I'm going to uh, Kilgore College. It's a little bit past Tyler. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Rangers. Rangers. I want to hear, yeah, I want to hear both y'all's answers. Kind of what is your favorite thing about, about doing this kind of work? There's too many, there's too many choices, there's right? There's just so many. Yeah. Uh, now, now I guess it would be like getting to work with the students. I think that's been a real big like 
difference from being a student to working with students. Um, I get to see them grow in like their confidence on the field and stuff like that in first aid stuff. Like that's really cool for me. Now, Doc Cortez, aren't you a North Forney alum? I actually went to both Forney and North Forney, but I graduated from North Forney in 2015. One of those rare students that's yep. been on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. We have we're, we're, we have multiple people here that I went to high school with. Well, how about that? Very sl- slight overlap. I'm a little older, but yeah, I went to high school with both of them. Yeah. We're older, but not more mature, Addison. Definitely not. <laughs> not planning on it either. So what? What's your favorite thing about being a student trainer? Uh, well, my favorite thing is like it's being with the other people. Like it helped me gain friends. It helped me. Um, you know, I'm a people person, so like I love being around people and. Um, you know, just, just being around other, it's just, it's really fun. Yeah. We talk a lot about that bond of like teams and stuff like that in the bus rides and the locker Same room. Thing. It's yeah, that's not, it's definitely not, um, you know, isolated to sports. I think whenever you work closely with people and I mean, obviously that y'all are working in athletics, but, um, it's not, it's not isolated to just being a player. You know, anytime you work in a, in a team, and and you're traveling around and you're doing this kind of stuff. I think that you get those those bonds, especially as young people. And anytime, I mean, I think every kid should be involved in some sort of organization with their school, regardless of what it is. Oh yeah, for for so many reasons, if nothing else, because it's one of the greatest opportunities you're going to have in life. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's you know uh, it passes by so fast in those four years, but to be able to exercise that and mm-hmm. and pursue different interests and be parts of organizations. I think I think athletic training is a lot like a team. Haley, I'm, I would think you would agree, being around the other guys and gals and, and that are student right. athletic trainers. You got a team atmosphere. Right. Yeah. And and it's um it's it's so beneficial because their team is serving every other team. Like the baseball team, it's man their baseball year round, right? The football team, it, they're they're in off season. They're in spring football. They're getting weight lifting in the summer. They're getting ready for football. These guys support every other team. That's mm-hmm. a pretty unique thing, and, and kind of I, I think it's pretty cool. And always, whenever we ask people what they like most about stuff, I find it interesting that it's never it's never the te- the technical stuff. It's never the specific skills. It's not oh, I love dealing with injuries, even though that's part of it. It's not even I love teaching kids how to shoot a basketball correctly. It's always a people thing. Yeah. It's always, well, I like working in this group or I like getting to know people or I like, you know, because, I mean, human beings, we're, we're just made for that community. And athletics is such a great kind of sector of, of society where we get to experience that and those close connections. And I think athletics brings people together in ways that other things can't, you know, regardless yeah. of whether you're playing on the field or just involved in it. For well, sure. we I, are biased, but I think we agree with you. I mean, it's the only yeah. thing that's made me – hug complete strangers at games like at stadiums or at like a sports bar or something whenever my team does something you know you just find somebody oh he's got the shirt on come on you ever you ever hug anybody that wrapped an ankle really really well yeah <laughs> does that she get hugs, you fired she up she hugs herself because she's like the best at oh it. she's the best yeah, really she's the best everybody's watching her yeah you i saw i saw some uh social media of you guys <laughs> teaching some of the coaches oh, to yeah. coach coach uh to wrap ankles a while back yeah. maybe Make ice bags. I don't know what all you were teaching them to do. That's pretty neat. Back right. in our day, Coach O, the coaches could do that. And yes. I think they've, it's been a little bit of a lost art because you guys are so good at it. But tell me about that a little bit. 
like about teaching Yeah, what were y'all doing? Or, Why uh, were you teaching the coaches to wrap ankles? Cortez? Oh, yeah. So we got <laughs> this uh, project that uh, Doc Mack and I, and we wanted to get the horny ATs in it, on it for PD. We wanted to make it more to where the coaches could get more skills, mm -hmm. get more hands-on experience to where they feel more comfortable, you know, wrapping an ankle and making an ice bag because Unfortunately, we can't be everywhere at once. So. Yeah, and you've spoiled them. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so but is, is say, wait, I listen now. What she's saying is, because I think this is yeah. neat, and, and it didn't happen very often, you're, what you're saying is you're, you're setting up a program so the kids, the student athletic trainers, teach the adults in the program, mm -hmm. teach the coaches, the head coaches and assistant coaches, um, how to perform a basic function. That's pretty cool. Uh, hopefully something we can build on. What a great opportunity for students to get to tell a coach they're wrong. <laughs> like, right. no, you're doing it. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. So is that – we asked a question a couple weeks ago that um, if you could make anything in Olympic sport, what's your best chance at a gold medal? It would would wrapping ankles be your best shot at a gold medal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One thousand percent. It really would. She's so good. Well, we may have to come up with some sort of sports medicine game. We games. may have to just time her. She's going to yeah. be a real asset. Is it, is it speed or the the – it's both. It's, it's, it's really both. both. Yeah, it's okay. a work of art. Like, we frame it sometimes. Yeah. When we think about it, and we're like, no, no, no. She'll do it again. Cut that so one off. Yeah. So, you get, so you get clean rips on the tape, huh? Yeah. When you're ripping it. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. Wow. We're going to have to see this. Student trainer Olympics to be to be uh, scheduled. Well, if you weren't going to leave, I would have said I would have assigned a camera to follow you around at a football game. Maybe we could get you up on the big screen <laughs> wrapping an ankle. spring football. So. Okay. All right. Oh, that's There right. we go. We'll get, we'll get you on the big screen yeah. wrapping an ankle. Um so I have to ask you all my random question before I go. If you could have any trainer in anything, who is it? It could be a famous person, just somebody you like. It could be athletic training. It could be whatever you want. If you could follow around one person and learn how to do what they do. Um, I think I'm already doing it. I think Holly yeah. Abshire has just got the got the market on that. Okay. See, we have we got too many people trying to earn you know <laughs> points on this thing. Uh, no, if you followed Holly, yeah. I'm sorry, right? oh, yeah. you'd, you'd see oh, that yeah. it's the best of the best for athletic training. I mean, she's uh -huh. killing it. Well, I guess that she's going to have to listen to the podcast. That wasn't the random entertaining answer I was hoping for, but that's about <laughs> as good an answer as we could hope for there you on go. this podcast for sure. So you got what you needed. Yes. Thank you both for coming on the show. We appreciate it. All right. We're going to transition again. Yeah. Back to the South. Good to talk to Brittany and Haley. Uh, shout out to Holly. I'm sure she will listen to this and and uh, even in her sick bed feel really good about herself yes. because she's been complimented mm -hmm. uh, by the folks in her program. We got Forney coming to the table now. Yes, and we have we have three guests, two mics. So we're we're trying to shuffle things around a little bit, but um, we've got our old hands uh, head athletic trainer Richard English. We've got assistant athletic trainer David Bowden. These guys are old veterans, been doing it a long time, know what they're doing. But we've got a new face at the table today, mm -hmm. our student athletic trainer. Would you introduce yourself to us, please? And um, My name is Cameron Kay. I'm a four-year student athletic trainer at Forney. See, and that's the one that would be on my basketball, my basketball trainer. Yeah. yeah. I wanted the same one all four years. Yeah. Mm. Lost kid Wilcox knew it. Don't give me anybody new. Yeah. Why is that? Just because they just know how because you like to I'm do things? Because I'm a creature of habit. I, yeah. If I had if I had a good one, I wanted to keep that good one for the entire time that they were there for all four years. And then they would bring in another one in her fourth year and start training her on how I wanted stuff done. Oh, I got How about you. that? Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Pass the torch. So, welcome everybody. 
Let's talk ribs. Beef or pork? <laughs> or chicken? Or McRib, Richard. Well, if you want substance, you want the beef. Yeah. If you want the flavor, you want the pork. Now he's talking. I'll be honest with you. I don't really think McRib is a rib. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? If you can bite what straight through the whole thing. But you and Addison are the only ones in the room that have had a McRib. I've had No, it. I'm sorry. Oh, oh has, because she says I did not like it. If it's, so that means we're speaking from experience. Yes. Yeah. If it's okay. any testament, I've had one McRib. <laughs> like, and that's what I had one. Yes. Was it aged or was it new? <laughs> there aren't any new ones. <laughs> Good grief. Okay, you're next. Um, I'm going to go with Doc Cortez. I don't eat ribs, like okay. ever. Chicken? I like chicken. Is it the hassle? The Is it the hassle of the rib? I just don't really like pork or beef. Oh, okay. So. Okay. But I do like chicken thighs. Yeah, they okay. got, they're a little bit more juicier mm-hmm. than breast, right? So it's, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I don't know how to cook them. It just means that they're just not as juicy. No, you don't know how to cook it right. That's a, uh, I've heard that before. People are like, well, you're just not making it right. Mine's always dry. If it takes an expert to make it taste good, I probably don't want it anyway because yeah. I'm not going to get there. Now the connoisseur down here, yes. the barbecue connoisseur. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go with pork, but I'm going to tell you this. If it's going on my trigger, it's going to be good. And I think Coach Weaver and Doc English can testify to that. Well, I can't because why, Coach Weaver? You because won't ever every time, eat it. No. Oh, I know what she's going to say. Every time somebody leaves, so, so here's the deal. He always ends up being where they're cooking, and I'm at the other place. And he's Coincidentally, purely by accident. He's supposed to save something for me, and he eats. If I don't ask for it, well, she didn't ask for it. She must didn't want it. Even though you didn't know it was there. Well, I'll just forget. He's supposed to just bring it to me. Listen, hey, here's your stuff. One time. See, this is I remember happens. this. I one, remember this happening. Something happens one time, and mm-hmm. it's assigned to you as if it's the your goal in life. That's the only yeah. one I know. Is to prevent her from getting. You are now the guy who eats other people's food. That's <laughs> yeah. who you are. That's exactly right. It's now, become my identity. B, now, I don't eat beef a lot, but see, he had some brisket that I was supposed to get, and I never got. I don't recall this at all. <laughs> So it was no there. recollection of it. It was there for your I can tell you. Now, uh, aside from Coach O's, uh, whatever she's fantasizing about down there, <laughs> Doc Bowden does a very nice job on the Traeger. He really does. I saw Colby back there vigorously nodding his head in agreement, too. Uh, several of us had an opportunity to try his cooking, and it is very, very good. So I'll, I'll bet if he Coach says o. pork ribs are yeah. good, I bet he's right. Yeah. I'm definitely not an expert on it. But it's if, all in the rub. If you make it, I'll, I'll try it. It's all in the rub. So, um, y'all are super busy. You're not mi- you're not missing people as we know right now. But tell us a little about your student athletic um, training program. How many of them, how many of them do y'all have? We have 27. And um, there's a, a good mix there. We're, we're losing probably – well, Cam, seven seniors, five seniors, mm-hmm. um, and they're all very good. And the one we have here today is a shining example. I mean, she's top 17% in her class, 4.5 GPA, headed to UT Tyler, wanting to be a physical therapist. And she's had a lot of, of experience, and that's what we try to do. I mean, they're going to work football. Cam's work some soccer. And then uh, she's, she's working with baseball right now. So uh, we try to we try to mix them up a little bit and get them different things to look at as far as sports. Are they, whenever you're working, sports, 
are they very different across the board? Is it just different in the types of injuries you see or different in just how you go about preparing and getting ready? I mean, are, or is it pretty consistent? Um, There's a lot of similarities, but there is some differences in, in injuries that you can see. You know, I think Cam can testify. She's seen her good, good share of football stuff. And she saw some soccer stuff, and she's seen a little different world in baseball with, with what you're dealing with. And I'll let Doc English chime in on some of that. Actually, I'm going to turn it over to Cam because Cam has had the opportunity to see multiple things, and let's see what her opinion is. Um, I definitely think that there's a lot of similarities between the sports with, let's say, like concussions, uh, rolled ankles, broken ankles. So there definitely is a similarity, but – I think it honestly depends on the team that you're working with. Like for uh, football, we do a lot of uh, things for injury prevention, ankle taping, um, thumb taping, just making sure that they are staying away from the injuries. But now I'm working with baseball and we'll like offer to tape their ankles, take their wrists and none of them want it. So I think it honestly depends on the team that you're working with um, for injury prevention and just the injuries that you see. Do you have a favorite sport that you like working with? Um, my favorite sport will always be football um, just because of the experiences we've had. But a close second was getting to work with the uh, varsity softball team last year. Yeah, football is um, it is unique in high school sports, at least in Texas, um, as far as the energy on the sideline goes mm-hmm. um you know baseball and soccer and everything just totally different different atmospheres and i know from experience of being down there working cameras and stuff just being on the sideline football games is is a lot of fun there's a lot going on mm-hmm. right there's a lot of people down there you're talking i mean you know whatever right? just the players fill up right, the whole right. sideline then you had the coaches and the trainers and the managers and the cheerleaders and the pep squad and the administrators and the officers and everybody else is down there yeah, you, you can't help but get a really dynamic atmosphere. Sometimes you just never know. I mean, uh, your athletic trainer might direct the band at the end of the game and the school song and the fight song. I'm not going to say who did that, but you can probably guess who. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that that you did call them old whenever they came on this show, and they, they didn't are. react to it at all. They, are. Well, they know. Yeah, well, I am too. We it's get like, it. I mean, I listen. Hey, age is a fact. I mean, it is a fact. To it. And it it also brings with it uh, a certain level of distinguished experience. Wisdom. And wisdom, mm-hmm. yes. It's like moving from the Jedi to the Jedi Master. There you go. Well, on on that note, <laughs> I would like to hear who y'all would love to be trained by. Who, who do you want to follow around, follow around and learn how they do what they do? Yeah. I'm going to say uh, there's two, but the main one is a guy named Dennis Hart who taught me, uh, it's actually Coach Fleener's father-in-law. And then uh, the number two one is actually a girls basketball coach who Coach Weaver and Coach O are very familiar with. Her name is Donna Caps. Yep, for sure. Okay, well, Dog B took my first answer. I was also going to say Coach Dennis Hart. Um, just because uh, we've known him since my freshman year because they've always brought him in to talk to us. But this year with him being Coach Fleener's father-in-law, we got to be with him a lot more on the sideline. Pretty much every game, he was always there. And he was always talking to us and telling us stories about his past in the athletic training uh, world. 
but since Doc B took that one, I would also say Miss Leslie, our athletic secretary. She is in charge of so many things, and she gets it all done, and I really need to learn how she stays so organized and prepared for everything. So definitely Miss Leslie. Great answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you, there's just so many things going through my head right now. <laughs> the uh, let's say I, I I want to jump up and and credit the man that actually got me started in all of this, which is Bucky Taylor, and then the man that actually moved me forward and got me into the profession as a professional, which is Spanky Stevens. But uh, I'll tell you that my coworkers that they. They teach me so much day in and day out. And I want to tell you, David Bowden is a great mentor. He is a great partner. He is a great individual when it comes to caring and attentiveness and being the, the person that wants to be there to help a person, another person, individual be successful. That's who I'm going to choose. Well, I think that's a darn good choice, Doc English. All these perfect answers. Yeah. You so thought you annoying. were going to stump somebody, didn't you? Yeah. And I wanted some ra- – so I need a random one. Tell me the Jedi you'd like to be trained by, Coach Weaver. Just before we go. we got Jedi or Sith, or does it specifically oh, have to that's be That's true. You can pick whichever one you want. We'll, <laughs> we'll learn a lot about you based on this. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I'm just going to go with the plain vanilla answer. Really, I am, and and I'm going to have to pick Obi-Wan because I think he's just – I think I would too. You know, I mean, first off, Alec Guinness was my first Mm Obi-Wan, and, um, you know, I mean, he's just the coolest guy. Yep. Sir Alec Guinness, pretty. Oh, pretty Yoda! See, do all those flips. Well, and I was, I was I, thinking about yeah, Yoda, but, but we saw Yoda train somebody, and it did not look fun. <laughs> I don't want to go be in the swamps of Dagobah or whatever. Yeah. I don't. I just. <clears throat> Although that. I will say, Obi Wan's uh, attempt at uh, mentoring a Padawan didn't work out too well. <laughs> 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 but still, a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I use Obi-Wan soap every morning in the shower. Do not ever say that again. All right. You well, what? <laughs> yeah. It's a Christmas present. Oh, like the soap looks like Obi-Wan yeah, or yeah. It it's called, supposed to smell like Obi-Wan? It's called uh, Only Hope Soap. <laughs> yeah. True story. I'm just going right. to leave that right where it's at. Appreciate yeah. that. Okay. Hey, back good. to real Sorry. mentoring. Yep. Um, I would say it's it's pretty clear that sports medicine is a pretty tight-knit family, isn't it, right? Because you see student trainers, you see our assistant and head athletic trainers, um, you see that the people that mentored them are are all athletic trainers. Um, And and, um, that's, like we said, it's a team. It is a team. And it's a team that supersedes just the kids that are in it, right? It's it's a team that kind of incorporates and brings in everybody and every level. that's it's pretty neat to hear that and see it so clearly at our table today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like we have a great group. I think so. Like we're giving people the opportunity to pick anybody they want. Yeah. And they're picking the people they work with. Yeah, either that so. or or the fact is bringing back people that have been here before. Well, that's yeah. true too. Yeah. Brittany's been a student for me. Yeah. Colby's been a student for me. Yeah. Yeah, for Cam's sure. a student for me. Yeah. And look at the success she's going to have in the future years. I look forward to seeing it all. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, 
you can learn a lot from the Brittany Cortez and the Kobe Browns of the world. You really can. I mean, us old guys, we learn from them every day. And, and that's the truth. And is that um, is that just a testament to them, or does that tell us something about athletic training, that it's constantly moving forward and being young and coming up? You, you have a different perspective on it. I definitely say athletic training is advancing. Mm-hmm. Each day it's producing and developing more with the research and the technologies and the experiences and the growth in general. It is definitely moving forward and advancing. Are there, are there aspects of y'all's, because y'all have the most experience in the room right now, are there aspects of your job that haven't changed? Uh, I would say more things have than haven't, correct? As I'd far say the as the number everyday. one thing that probably hasn't changed is we're still trying to be there for anything and everything and stretch ourselves as thin as possible to cover everything in order to make sure everyone is being successful. And the reality is one of the things that has changed is we're acknowledging it takes more. Kobe is here. Mm-hmm. We, we have expanded the program to having a professional that is taking over the middle school athletics program because there's a need. Those athletes are performing. They're working hard. They're excelling, and there's still injuries, and there's still needs that take place. And we're identifying that, and we're trying to address it. I think um, the kids, the, the kids don't change. And the one thing I would tell anybody that's getting into this profession, if you're not in it for the kids, then you're in the wrong business. I mean, it, it is essentially all about the kids and athletic training and athletics. I mean, that, I mean, it's pro kid, and you need to take that attitude. Mm-hmm. That's a great perspective, Doug. That, and matter of Coach O, in Assistant Coach Academy this morning, we had, we know we do this once a month, and we're, we're trying to train up our young coaches just like we're trying to uh, develop young people into great uh, athletic trainers one of these days. But we're pretty blunt. I mean, one of the things we said is if you, if you can't find things that you love about your job that are related to kids, then you may be in the wrong profession. And sometimes that happens, uh, you know. And I'm going to tell you, there are times when, as an AD or an assistant AD, I think Coach O would agree with me on this, we have to remind people of uh, the things they're supposed to do. You're, this, you're required to do this, or you're expected to do this. We have to clarify their expectations to get them to, to perform at the level that they need to perform to be, a, let's say, a coach. There are times – we don't ever have to do that with other trainers. We, we have to go the other way sometimes. Like, I've got to remind them about the stuff that they don't have to do. It's, it sounds yeah. crazy, but it's true. Like, sometimes I have to say, look, you know, God bless us that we've got Colby down there at the junior high going to these junior high athletic events. But, guys, we don't have – I know you want to be at every single one. But it's not in your contract, right? It's not a requirement. We're doing the best we can with personnel we've got, and the student trainers we've got, and the system we've got. But they're overachievers, like, mm-hmm. habitually. Well, that's – I mean, that's just a testament to the programs themselves because as you're saying that, the the phrase that's coming up in my head is, is institutional knowledge or mm-hmm. wisdom. And whenever you create these cultures of – y'all, in athletic training, you have a culture of working hard to to an extreme level and that that is being passed down and you can tell it because we have so many people coming back and wanting to be a part of it again and they're doing the same things they're working over time they're they're doing things that you're like you're saying they don't have to do right and that is just testament to 
how much value an organization can have and why we have, you know, traditions and things that are passed down. And I think that that's just so cool to hear that because we hope to have that with every single organization of course. in the district. Every team should have that, you know, where where whenever the seniors leave, the juniors know there are certain things that are expected of them the next year. Yeah. And to see that happening with our athletic trainers at such a level that you're noticing it is from as somebody who's not right in that group yeah, right. is, is awesome. Yeah, well, the other thing is, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're teams, teams are all about, um, we get focused on teams and are they winning this season and how good are they and uh, who they play in this week and all that stuff. But the truth is, every bit of it that we're doing is not about this season, this game, this week, this, what, this playoff run. It's really about preparing young people for down the road. Mm-hmm. What they get out of this season, hey, we want, don't get me wrong, we're trying to win state championships, we're trying to go to the playoffs, we're trying to be successful teams. Student athletic trainers have goals they're trying to reach. But it's really about what's happening down the road. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there's no guarantees in life. Like almost period. You know, this the lives we're living, the day-to-day, you don't ever know what's around the corner. But I'd be willing to make a pretty significant bet that Haley and Cam will be successful mm-hmm. in the endeavors they choose because of the background that's been has been laying right here. No doubt. Yeah. Foundation's huge. And I think what you're saying, I, I heard a quote from Ted Lasso that bit. And he oh, said, well. Yeah, he said, uh, he said you can – you you can succeed even when you score less goals than your opponent, and you can fail even if you score more goals. Than yeah, them. and I think that's true. Whenever you have a bigger goal in mind, yeah, it's not just about what's set on the scoreboard. And there are so many groups that that are striving to succeed at every single game that we have, not just the players. Yeah, um, and that's just I love to get to talk to people and and hear more about our athletic programs as a whole, kind of round it all out. Well, okay, so if you had your wish, I'm going to ask a random question since Adam got to, to – I mean, Adam, what's your name? Addison. Oh, yeah, since Addison <laughs> got to ask one. Um, <laughs> if you had a wish, if you said I could wave my magic wand in Forney ISD Athletics and there's one thing I could change about sports medicine, athletic training, the way it's set up, the way it's organized, the way we do things, the way we don't do things, what would that one wish be? Or do you have one? I would say currently uh, the wish is basically what, what we're trying to propose and what we're aiming for right now is we're trying to get an athletic trainer at each middle school. We're trying to get a third athletic trainer at each high school. We're trying to create an environment where we can basically guarantee that every program is being taken care of so that we can improve the quality and the continuity of care. And instead of having to give that I'm sorry I wasn't available for you at that time statement. We're trying to be in a situation where we can take care of all the students and help them be successful, and at the same time, be in a situation where we can still take care of the family. We t- take care of our, ourselves, faith. The, um, we often preach faith, family, forney in that concept because to take care of one and neglect another is not the goal. But we're trying to get a situation set up where we can actually take care of and address all three levels. It's about as good a wish as I could think of. Yeah. Spot on. I agree, Mm -hmm. Coach O. Yeah, really do. Well, we didn't get deep into, like, 
the daily grind. Right. What does the act, you know, we, get, we talk about wrapping, we, we have we wrapped ankles it, a little bit on we here. We did like, do it in season one. Yeah, we, we did. That episode we got in, one, yep. get, got into some of that. But but listen, folks, if you don't know, go go um, go watch a sideline. You'll be shocked at just how busy these people are. And um, you're you know, if you want to, if you want somebody to break it down for you and give the statistics mm-hmm. on how much money is saved uh, to to parents that use the athletic trainer for for services yeah. and as liaison, or how many hours are spent doing this or that. Richard English has all those statistics. Just email him, and I'm sure he'll be glad to provide it to you. But it's it's really staggering. It yep. is, and so we're super proud of our sports medicine department. And um, it as it continues to grow with our district, uh, I know maybe one of these days uh, after Haley and Cam go out there and do their great stuff at the collegiate level, who knows? Maybe they might right. be a, an athletic trainer for Forney ISD someday too. Yeah, if you know kids that are, you know, looking for a place to learn a lot and belong in school. Point them towards the athletic training. Um, I would be willing to bet just just on, in my experience, seeing people that the athletic training program probably has one of the highest percentages of students who end up doing that professionally. Or something closely related. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I would, would say agree. that that is definitely one of the highest ones. So um, it's a great program to be involved in. If you know kids or friends who have kids that are looking for something like that, point them that way. They're always looking for people, I'm sure. So thank you all so much for being on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you. And Happy National Athletic yes. Trainers Month, uh, month of March. Mm-hmm. Um, as you go out and watch us dedicate our softball and baseball fields this month and um, hopefully see some super athletic events in Forney ISD, go by and pat a trainer on the back. Mm-hmm. Tell them thanks. Absolutely. And that is all the time we have for today. We will talk to you all next week.